Curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to episode 43 of Cephalon Squared, if I can speak. My name is Cephalon Greg, I'm joined by Cephalon Lucas. How are you doing, sir? I am good. I am good. It's a good day. It's a good weather. It's uh, all around good. A good, good, good. weather. Just it's one. It's a good weather. Yeah. Just, just the one. Well, you don't, there's no need to be greedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have all the weather. All the weather. Speaking of weather, exactly Speaking how of. good is it? Specifically. Well... Here at 8pm on a Sunday evening in the small city of Ipswich, it is 17 degrees Celsius with a 68% humidity. So basically the same as it's been for the last maybe five <laughs> podcasts. Indeed, 62, <laughs> 62 degrees Fahrenheit, which is, you know, fine. Yeah. For me, it's 58 degrees Fahrenheit or 14 degrees Celsius, 69 degrees humidity. 69, dude. 69. 69%. Anyway, that's the weather cast. The that's weather's the weather just cast. fine and dandy. It's mm. cooling down here in Australia. Here in Australia. And yeah. So what do we get up to in Warframe this week? This week. Well, um actually got up to quite a bit. Um I, I reformed my Baruch and rebuilt him. Um which is, is pretty cool. He's got seven former in him now and he uh, he can face tank just about anything. You love saying face tank. I do. It, it just kind of rolls off the tongue. Face tank. <laughs> um, so I've got adaptation on him now, making him really tanky. Uh, so that's all good. Um, then there was, uh, you know, I did a couple of, ar- a few arbitration runs just to get, try and get some endo um, and to test out my new fan- face tankiness. <laughs> uh, so that's all working very, very well. And then there was the uh, the wolf farming over the weekend. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Never nope. heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was the wolf farm indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Um, we did the farm hammer. the shit out of him. You've got the hammer now. I got the hammer. Oh, you did. You told me this morning you got that last piece. I got that last Yay. piece I jumped on. I jumped on this morning, first thing in the morning. Did a single run of the, uh, the level 50 275 and... He dropped the, the motor, motor straight, straight away. away. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, now we did quite a few runs yesterday, and the only oh, yeah. part that wouldn't drop for us was the motor. Oh, and the mask. Oh, yeah. Um, Still got to get that. Yeah, but it was it was fun. That's what we did on your stream. Um, yeah, I did a lot of formering this week as well, as you know. You did? Yeah. Um, yeah, I formed the shit out of Valkyrie. And a few other things. I can't even remember now. The sparkles? Week. I think you've done a, a bit of former. Oh, the sparkles yeah, I did a well. lot of, on my kitty cat, my pretty kitty cat. Pretty kitty. But now, the problem I have now is endo. Endo. Endo, endo, endo. So, yes, I have former in the right place, but I don't have endo to rank my mods. So, we'll see. We'll get there. Um, I also... Got past, got up to Saturn on the PC account. So, a little bit of grinding there. And sadly, my Switch isn't working properly, which is a bad time because 
I wanted to start getting back into Switch Warframe, but I need to figure out how to fix my stupid um, Joy-Con controllers because they just don't work. They don't let me do anything, and it ain't fun, so oh, that's put me good. behind a bit. So, stupid Eek. thing. It's supposed to be pretty common. I'm pretty ah. sure there's a, a fix for it. I've just got to figure it out. Technology. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> so I got a new computer this week, so I've been playing all sorts of games as well. Black Desert Online... Ooh, any good? Because it was five bucks. It's I've only played like ten minutes of it, but it's good so far. So far, so <laughs> far, so good. Cool. Yeah, seems fun. All right, are we ready to get into the news? I think we're ready to get into the news. It's a, it's a weird news week. It, it ends is. up strong. Yeah, but it starts off just kind of weird. Yeah, the first part we already knew because the Planes of Eidolon update's been coming for a couple of weeks, and now it's hit. Consoles, yay! Woo! That's awesome. Gotta Got love next that. One. Next one. Uh, cash prizes up for grabs for cosplayers at TennoCon 2019. Uh, a link to the description will be left in the show notes after the show. Yeah, they always give cash out um, every year, but this year they're doing it a little bit differently. So go check it out if you're planning on cosplaying. <laughs> this week also brought a bunch of gift from the Lotus alerts, including the Rhino Palatine Sigil, plus a Paris and Glaxian skin, if that's your thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, Yay. I, I only went for the, the blue. I only went for the Sigil. I, the, that Sigil does look good. Yeah, I got I got them all. Got them all. But I never use Paris or Glaxian, so yeah. I just got them to have them. <laughs> they're just there because they're there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, the Jovian Concord update is expected to hit PC this coming week. Yeah. So, all you PC players, look forward to it. There are so many nice little tricks and goodies to find within this. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I've been working on my PC account, so that <laughs> I can uh, jump in there. I'm, I've already passed Jupiter, so I am ready to go. Ready Woo. to go. And... As we all know, because we talked about it before, the Wolf of Saturn 6 tactical alerts have hit all platforms to finish up the Nightwaves for Series 1. Um, we will talk about this in our discussion, so I'll just leave that there for now. Yep, uh, and a little bit more uh, extra changes for the Nightwave Season 2. Uh, DE has shared further plans for said changes. It's really just the same things they've already talked about. I, I went over it today just to see if they added or changed anything. It's pretty much all the same stuff, but it's been made official, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but they did talk about something different. Do we want to talk about that in the discussion? Or I feel now? like we should talk about that in discussion. All right. We'll leave that to the discussion. Discussion. And lastly, so that was all the news uh, that D had for us Um in regards to Warframe, the last piece of news is in regards to Cephalon Squared. And as you may or may not know, we have a new goal on our coffee account uh, because we have been having some issues, uh, or at least Lucas is having some issues getting bandwidth to be able to stream. Um, what's the word? Consistently? Gameplay. Oh, yeah, yeah, consistently. Um, <laughs> And smoothly, or whatever you like. Uh, so, basically, we think that the way to fix this problem is to get uh, either a Wi-Fi booster or power, uh, Ethernet over power or something like that to get him a better connection where he streams. 
So we've put that as a new goal and a few people have already helped us out. So thank you to all of you. You know who you are. Um, and we're now 20% of the way to our new target. So I Yay. think our target was 30 coffees. So at 20%, that means we are six coffees away, six coffees in. Six coffees so, in. Yes. Thank we need 24 more coffees you. and then we'll be able to fix that up. Thank you, peoples. Much appreciated. Indeed. So if you want to give us some support, go to ko-fi.com forward slash Cephalon Squared and grab us a coffee or two and that will help us out. Thank you. Yay. All right. So we've already alluded to this discussion. Uh, there's no dev stream this week. So uh, we had a bit of a think about the topic that we wanted to talk about. And Wolf of Saturn 6 Nightwave Series 1 is coming to an end. Uh, DE has thrown at us a tactical alert that was completely not expected. I guess they've been hinting at it because in the dev stream, they said that they had plans for what they were going to do, you know, so that you could farm the wolf. Um, and a tactical alert was a good idea. So it's a permanent yeah. alert that's sitting there. You can replay the alert. There's two of them, one low level, one high level. The thing we don't understand about it is whether or not the low level has a different loot table or drop table to uh, the high level. It's hard to say because the wolf has his own drop table. Is it the same in both? And if it is, why do the hard hard one when you can do the easier one faster? Yeah. Yeah, good questions. So we've been doing the hard one. We have. Just because we expected that that would have a different drop drop table, but it hasn't helped us. Not really. <laughs> so what do you think of the tactical alert as a way to end off the series? I I think the, the idea of a tactical alert um, to give us the chance to fight the wolf is amazing. Um, I think the the way that they have done it there, there's a lot of positives to towards it. Um, basically, having each room um, progression blocked, so you have to kill all the enemies before you can progress further. That's awesome. And the enemies you have to kill are f those freaking prisoners that are all throwing yep. Molotov cocktails Molotov at you. Prisoners and also the little uh, rollers, roller mm. turrets, which is which is uh, pretty pretty cool. Um, the fact that the wolf pops up every now and again and then runs off after he's taken a certain amount of damage, similar to that of um, Vehek, that is cool. Um, I'd say so. I, I'm all for this this idea so far. It's it's an amazing idea. Well done, thank you, De. You gave everyone pretty much exactly what they wanted, except for the fact that it wasn't on Saturn Six. <laughs> yeah. We talked about this last night, though, on stream. We, we did, and yeah. He just has no reason to go back to Saturn 6, is, is I guess, the thing. Yeah, and that's understandable. Um, but at the same time, we now have this, this uh, idea of a place that we only get given a capture a scene for. And that's it. Nothing else. No need to actually go there and, or anything. It's just... It's, it's just a, a scene. Hmm. So a little bit disappointed that there was no um, further interactions with this particular uh, place. Hmm. Um, but apart from that, I've got absolutely no issues with what they've done for the, the ending of this first night wave. Yeah. I... It's, it's a funny one because there's just so many of those goddamn prisoners in that last room where you've got to take down 
the wolf that it's really frustrating. Uh, it does make it a challenging fight, especially in the harder version. Um, so for that reason, it is enjoyable, and maybe that's why they've done it that way. But it's also quite frustrating. Uh, it, and, you know, that's really, with the fight itself and the mechanics and all that kind of thing, that's really the only gripe I've got with it. So um, that's not such a bad thing. No. We did it, no. what, 20, 20 something uh, times last night in a row? Yeah, close to. And yeah. um, we started to tire of it a little bit towards the end, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad, I think. No, so, but uh, and, and you think, if, you, if you're going to do the same mission 20 times, you would think that you would get tired of it a hell of a lot quicker than that. Hmm. Especially uh, with the annoying... Um, uh, the, the annoying enemies in it, um, the the constant um, Molotovs, you know, the, some aspects of it definitely point to burnout happening a hell of a lot quicker than 20 run-throughs. Hmm. Um, so for the fact that, it, you know, we did so many run-throughs and only just started to get tired of it, they've definitely did something right. Yeah. Yeah, they've done they've done something right. It was it was good, but the biggest problem is the the drop rates. That's the drop really rates the, are the horrendous. Issue. <laughs> they they are they're absolutely horrendous. Um, I mean the handle, ridiculous. the handle and the the sledgehead. They they've got a you know a decent drop rate. I think they were like fourteen, fifteen percent somewhere around there. Mm. They're at least in the double digits, whereas the blueprint and the um, the motor aren't they're in the single digits uh for the for the drop chance um four percent i I think yeah so i think maybe next time something that 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 would be good you know if they do give us like another um uh, night wave based weapon i'd say next time is give everything you know a similar drop rate because having those two very very low drop rates really hurt i mean it's I can understand why they do it because then it, it it actually causes certain parts to actually be rare. So it makes sense, but at the same time, the fact that sometimes he drops nothing is just really frustrating. The yeah, mask well, just, is just almost impossible to get. Why make the mask so hard to get? Yeah, you can't trade it. So why make it so hard to get? <laughs> why make him drop mods? I mean, they're they're all mods that we can get in, you know, a hundred other different places in the game. And even when you're doing the level 50 to 75, you look at the mod drops and you think, well, that was an absolute waste of time. Yeah. There's some endo. (laughs) There's five endo. (laughs) Yeah, it's the only only way you can look at it. Um, So, yeah, it's it's both good and and bad. And I, I like the way that they've ended it because now you can just farm him. For a couple of days. It's only three days, though. I think it's a little bit short. Um, but, you know, if it was longer, people have 30 bloody um, wolf sledge sets oh, to I hold on to. I guarantee someone already does. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, they've just... They've driven the price down, which I think was necessary, because it was apparently up over a 1,000 oh, yeah. per set. I think one yeah. of the guys on Discord shared uh, that it was 1,500 or 1500, something like that. 1,500, yeah. That's just that's, that's just crazy, but the thing is, after this tactical alert goes away, the prices are going to go back up again. Yeah, because he's going to be rare again. So, 
I don't know. Um, I think it's a really interesting way to, to finish up the, the Nightwave, though. It sort of gets people excited about the wolf again, gets people yeah. back in. Um, and I do hope that they do it in future Nightwaves. Now, one thing one thing that I actually do want to uh, touch up on as well with this mm-hmm. whole uh, tactical alert was the fact that they also then turned around and made it so that you could only participate in the tactical alerts if you had finished um, Nightwave rank 5. Yes, yes. Which is interesting because I haven't hit Nightwave rank 5 on um, PC, but they are showing in my alerts. Huh. Maybe they're showing, but can you actually participate? I didn't didn't choose it because I didn't have Mm. enough time, but yeah, I'll have to test that. Yeah, because I I like that, that idea so that, you know, new players can't just jump in and reap the rewards that everyone else has kind of droned out for like the last couple months Mm. um yeah it's like it's it's kind of pushing people to at least do a single week worth of nightwave before you can you know reap the rewards Mm. so it's good in my opinion yeah i think so it's more than a single week though (laughs) well yeah not really. I mean, what you get like four thousand. Uh, you get forty thousand rep in a week. Then you throw in the prisoners as well. You can probably get fifty thousand. So there, there's five ranks in a week. I disagree. The most I've ever been able to do, and I did everything, is four ranks. Mm. You'd have to do a shitload and be really dedicated to get those um, prisoners. They're only a hundred and fifty each time you hit them. I so think I actually, I think times. I managed to actually do five in a week. You are nuts. I am nuts. That's, this is that's this is true. They're not. They're not saying that you only yeah, have I, to I do went... five in one week to unlock the night waves is stretching it a bit, really. Yeah, because you've got to be super dedicated to do just that five. Yeah, it's possible though. Because yeah, I did. I did go from twenty two to um, twenty seven in a week. Because you were a nutcase. Yes. But and you just I'm, I'm pretty sure hours in the um or Valis. <laughs> or Valis because the uh farming those th- thermite event was going on, so extra extra uh standing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which ah. isn't such a bad idea because you have the um have have the time needed. Yeah. Yeah. Still crazy. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening is quite aware that I'm crazy by now. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> no doubt. Crazy uh. for feelings. Anyway, um, so that's the end of Wolf of Saturn Six. They also gave us, like I mentioned, they gave us a little bit of a tease as to Nightwave Series Two. Now, yes. um, I was thinking, oh, okay, maybe something's going to happen around Tenocon, so I started thinking, working out the numbers, and no, Nightwave is not going to end, or Series Two is not going to end around Tenocon. It's going to be more like the end of july sadly as long as it runs for the same amount of time that series one did yeah there's no reason why it wouldn't um but still they did mention the emissary and of course we know it's going to be an uh, infested well we don't 100 percent know that it's going to be uh infested they've just kind of teased that it's going to be infested we based. do they said it on the post did they yeah the post okay. that they put out this morning Okay. Well, yesterday, I must, I must have been too tired to actually pay attention. 
It's been one of those weekends. It's, it's definitely been one of those weekends. Anyways, okay, so infested, cool. Um, and the and the idea of using the word the emissary, I mean, that, that comes across as something, you know, that should not ever be put in the same category as infested. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How would the infested have an emissary? So this this has already piqued my interest a hell of a lot. Um, yeah. oh, see There's that. a couple of things they actually say on the um, on the post that raised the old eyebrows, actually, because mm. they talk about, of course, um, the emissary. Yeah. Um, and they talk about the infested, but they also say, and I'm looking for the bloody um, link. Of course, I can't find it now. Why would I be able to find it now? Right when I want to. <laughs> um, they also mentioned that they want to do... Um, here we are. We're planning on having the new series of Nightwave interact with your Tenno in unique, immersive ways. Yes. Now, that's interesting. That is very interesting. I'd like to know what the unique, immersive ways are. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I mean, they did, they did mention that... Um... Uh, one of the new challenges that they're going to introduce is doing something like a spy with nothing but your operator, uh, and your your Warframe is not allowed to leave the spawning room. So that that's already you know, forcing you to use um, operator for some of the the challenges. Hmm. Which is that's going to be a frustrating one. I've done it a couple times just for shits and giggles. If you get seen and you get shot. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be sent all the way back to the spawn room. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times for sh- for shits and gigs. We've established that you're crazy. <laughs> um, one of the, one of the things I actually took note of, um, and you know, I just started kind of brainstorming this earlier today. It was it was completely weird of me to do so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they also made mention that. Um, some of the challenges will be something as menial as patting your, your Kubro pet. or Kavat. Yeah. Um, yes, they did. And I thought, and I know they've been talking about um, new um, Kavats for a while now, and maybe this, maybe we could be looking at the uh, the, the Helminth Kavat yeah. at some point. It's possible. Um. What better time to release it than during a an infested event? So yeah, it could certainly be happening. I hadn't thought of that because I thought they were just saying, "Yeah, here's another stupid um, task, uh, act, or task, or yeah, whatever." But it, it, it makes really more sense. is. It, yeah. it really is like the most pointless of tasks. <laughs> Pet your animal, but it's on it's on par with dance. <laughs> uh, yeah, an email, yeah. yeah. You know. Or drop that is that is true. Yeah, but still, it's um, yeah, there could be a reason behind it. And I mean, when you think when you think of that, you do think um, elegant. So maybe emissary with like an elegant, elegant, um, infested cavat. Possibly, you could be stretching things, but it still I could makes be stretching sense. things. Yeah, um, just just emissary and infested does not make sense. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't, and I've actually just gone through the website, and you're right, it still doesn't say specifically infested. I don't know why, where I saw that it was written infested, but it must have been my own writing that I was reading. 
because I wrote it was infested. <laughs> I was sure I saw that it was infested. Hmm. I mm. was wrong. I mm. still think it's infested. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're showing off a lot of infested things for it, like the uh, the shoulder armor. Um, that is the yeah, uh, ancient's head. Um, and a few other little tidbits that they've dropped here and there uh, for, through mentioning. Um, yeah, it's pretty clearly infested, but yeah, they haven't outward said it. Yeah. Yeah. So that is. Hmm. There's a lot, lot of interesting things to possibly think about there. Um, Cause, okay, so we we actually touched on this a little bit last night during the during the stream, and we noticed we came to the conclusion that um, Wolf of Saturn Six may have started off as a Grenier based one, but ended as a Corpus uh, based story. Mm. Um, and looking at season two with the emissary. It really doesn't fit infestation. So, what? Who else would you think the emissary would actually fit? Because all I can really think of is Oricon, but doing it could something fit the corpus to some degree. They they have yeah. some sort of bureaucracy. Yeah, so it could it could fit them um, to a certain degree. Definitely not the Grenier. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not the infested themselves. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, yeah, we definitely can see something for the corpus. Um, the only problem with that is that, again, like we discussed last night, the they've already done something with the corpus and infested with the uh, yeah. the mutilist um, storyboard for Alad V. Yeah, exactly. And Alad V now is going down a completely different path with the. Uh, sentience so unless they're going to introduce the Deviri that is that is a possibility the Deviri could be um, an infestation of some sort well they don't necessarily need to be an infestation but the the emissary could be of the Deviri and then the infestation are assigned uh, uh, not assigned um Fuck. That's the like a kind of like for. a side character kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the emissary does something to roll them up or something. New strand of infestation. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say because, yeah. I mean, yeah, looking at the Wolf of Saturn 6, that threw us for a loop. There was definitely things in that no one saw coming. Um, as much yeah. as people would like to say that they saw it happening, don't lie. No yeah. one saw it coming. It was no one saw that. No. It, it was completely left field. No one saw it coming. Yeah, no, no way in hell. But um, yeah, the the use of the the word emissary is interesting. I think the only uh, faction that it actually suits that is in the game at the moment is the Corpus. Corpus, yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, the Oricon, but they're not exactly in the game at this present time. Exactly, and I I don't think they'd have such a massive story impacting thing in Nightwave. They could. They could. But I, it would be a massive impact yeah. on the story. Yeah. I mean, again, looking at the Saturn Six infest, uh, sentience with Corpus. I mean, that that is a pretty big um, drop there. It was already in the game, though. It was already in the game. We knew it, we knew it was coming, 
properly, but... Um, it was already in Orb Valis. Yeah, but not to this level, though. Not to the level where the enemies are actually being enhanced with sentient technology. Yeah, I can agree with that, but the Oricon suddenly appearing is leagues beyond that. It's not really suddenly. I mean, we already do have a couple Oricon in the game, so it's not really suddenly. I mean... It would be suddenly. There's Ballas. There's only Ballas. And he's part of the core storyline. Yes, you can say that LED V is referred to as a... We're probably going into spoilers here and there, but... Teshin? Well, there's... Well, Teshin isn't, though. He's a Dax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I just think there's, the Oricon coming in would be a, a massive, massive, massive change that they'd save for a core story. But then again, so would the Daviri. Yeah. Oh, or, you know, even even this uh, this second Nightwave could be a lead-up to the uh, the new the war. new war. So maybe the Oricon wouldn't be a, a, a complete stretch. Could be. But, yeah, well, we don't know what the new war is about, I was going to say, no. but, you know, that'll be focused on the sentience, but who knows, it might not be. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there is plenty of things it could be. Um, Lots of things up in the air, but I think the use of that word means it's exciting. Oh, it's very exciting. Just, um, I think it's best to keep a very open mind, because um, as I said, they've already proven that they can surprise us with groundbreaking story. Um, so... Yeah, I think it's best just to keep an open mind for what could possibly come. So I'm of the other, the other end of the spectrum. I think close it's, your mind. It's best <laughs> not to close your mind, but to temp, temper your expectations so you don't get disappointed. Yeah. If it's just something small, because I'm always open to it being something massive. I'm not going to just be like, no, nah, disregard, <laughs> disregarding awesome things. <laughs> Disregard all the awesome things. About the potential of awesome (laughs) things, and then the awesome things don't happen, and then I cry on the inside. (laughs) Yeah, I got carried away there. (laughs) Anyway, lots of of things to look forward to. I think the bottom line is that there's lots of things to look forward to, Lucas. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and one of them is the emissary. Whatever that the hell that is, and hopefully we'll find out what that is this week. Infested cavats, infested cavats, infested cavats. Now that you've said that, because I hadn't <laughs> thought about that at all, I'm very much hoping it actually is an infested cavat. <laughs> I, I, I need new kitty cat. Not temper my expectations for that. I'm now expecting a cat. Calidus Felice <laughs> needs needs a new friend. Yes, you and your silly names. <laughs> it's not anyway, silly. It, it's, it's Latin. It's, it's literally Latin for cunning cat. Mm-hmm. It's still silly. <laughs> it's descriptive. Mm-hmm. Mine's called Sparkles. It's also descriptive. Yeah. I'm I'm not dissing you for your Sparkle name. Mm. You shouldn't, though, because Sparkles is amazing. It was named by my children. Are you going to just freaking hang shit on children now, Lucas? No, I'm hanging shit on you. somebody think of the children? Why me? I didn't name the cat. She is beautiful, and she does sparkle, so... Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> off topic, as always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bloody Lucas. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll end up our discussion there. Uh, long story short, TLDR, or Too Long Didn't Listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Wolf of Saturn 6 tactical alert is cool, and the emissary is interesting. Very, very much so. <laughs> 
All right, so heading on into our uh, help topics for this week. Beginner topic this week is on Affinity. Finally, I've been talking about it recently. We went over mastery tests and things, um, and I realized that I hadn't talked about Affinity. So what is Affinity? Affinity is essentially your experience points for Warframe. But it works a little differently in other games or in other role-playing games when you level up via experience points you get stronger, you get, you know, stamina points, or you you get points that you can assign into making your character bigger, buffer, and stronger. In Warframe, you're not really. Affinity is experience that's um, put towards each individual uh, weapon or Warframe, or Arcwing or Companion, uh, just to basically show how much you've used it. Um, So you basically... The more you use that particular thing, the more affinity or the more experience you get with it until eventually you hit the max rank of 30, uh, and that's when you don't really continue to gain more affinity for that weapon. Now, you do, in reality, you do continue to gain affinity for, uh, for weapons, but it doesn't go towards your mastery rank anymore. So, the game continues to calculate it, I think, somewhere in the background, but... It doesn't matter once you hit max rank of 30. So each Warframe, Warframe, Arcwing, and Companion, you get 200 affinity per level towards your mastery rank. Now, this is the important distinction. Mastery affinity and weapon affinity are very different things. So each level you get, each mastery rank you get with a weapon or a Warframe, Sorry, each mastery rank you get with a Warframe, you get 200 affinity towards your mastery rank. But you have to earn a whole lot more than 200 affinity just to get that rank. So you've got to separate those two ideas. There's affinity that you collect in the missions, and then there's affinity that goes towards your mastery rank. So every Warframe companion and Arcwing, 200 per level or 6,000 in total that you can get for each Warframe, Arcwing, or Companion. For weapons, it's different. It's about half that, so it's 100 per level, and that's 3,000 per weapon. So as you can see, there's a shitload of weapons in the game, and Warframes and Companions and Arcwings. You add up all those 6,000s and 3,000s, and you get to, at the moment, Mastery Rank 27. So you can only ever rank up and gain affinity towards Mastery for each weapon or Warframe, once. That's it. So you can sell your Frost Prime and get another Frost Prime and level it up again, but it's not going towards your Mastery Rank. How do you know if you've mastered something? Go into your Codex. You'll see it there. Go into your Profile. You'll see a little thing that says Mastered on it. Once it's mastered, you can't gain Affinity from it anymore. So how do you earn Affinity? Like I said before, you kill enemies. Or you can get it by finishing missions, completing objectives, uh, using your abilities will get you a certain amount of affinity, picking up those yellow affinity orbs, which is 100 affinity per orb, you get it by scanning objects, and by hacking. So by doing all of those things, you're earning affinity. Um, You can get affinity bonuses by doing different things. So you probably know about the stealth affinity bonus uh, by using stealth, by not being detected, and by by killing an enemy using a finisher. 
you do get an affinity bonus. That doesn't give you additional affinity. So you don't get more affinity for your Warframe. You get more affinity towards the weapon or towards the the rank on your Warframe. But you still get only 200 every time you rank up that Warframe towards your Mastery rank. So you can't use that to get more Mastery rank. You can use it to get your ranks faster though. Uh, so that's all it's doing. It's it's helping you get your affinity faster. It's really important to know how the affinity is split as you earn it, though. Um, Warframe ability kills. So every time you kill something with an ability, you get 100% of the affinity from the kill. Every time you kill something with a weapon, though, it's 50-50. So 50% goes to the weapon you use to kill them, and 50% goes to your Warframe. Um, companion kills works a little differently. If the companion kills the enemy, they get a hundred percent of affinity. But if that companion uses a weapon, so if it's a, if it's a beast companion, they'll get a hundred percent. But if it's a sentinel, a sentinel uses a weapon. So in that case, the weapon gets 50% and the sentinel itself gets 50%. Or a mower. Or a mower, indeed. Um, cause they have weapons as well. Um, now... There's also Affinity Link. So when you're playing with other people, you'll notice up in the type right-hand corner next to your uh, health and energy, there'll be three circles, like a triangle. And underneath those three circles, it will have a number. That represents your Affinity Link to other Warframes. So if it says, if it's got the three circles and it says three underneath it, that means you're within the affinity range for all of the people in your squad. Affinity range is 50 meters. If it says two, then there's one person who's too far away. So as long as you're within that affinity range, as long as you're within 50 meters of all the other uh, squads in your teammate, God, that was a terrible (laughs) sentence, teammates in your squad, then you will get the affinity the same amount. So when they kill something if they get a thousand affinity from killing it you'll also get a thousand affinity from from them killing it but it gets split and this is the hard one to understand 25 percent of it goes to your warframe and 75 percent gets split across all of the weapons that you're carrying now this is why some people will go to a place like hydron with only one weapon equipped because if you only have one weapon equipped then 75% of the affinity that you earn from Affinity Link will go to that one weapon, and only 25% will go to the Warframe. Uh, So that's how you can level weapons faster. It does mean that you are leeching a little bit, but it's very, very common in those farming missions for people to do that, and that's why it gets split. Um, And Operators and Companions... um, are much the same. So we already talked about companion kills and the way that works. Operators works the same. Uh, if they get the kill, they get a hundred percent. If they get the kill with um, a moat with an amp, not moat, but with an amp of any description, then it'll be 50, 50 between the operator and the amp. Um, and you know, they also have affinity links as well. So it all just starts to get really super, super, super complicated. But the easy way to understand it is what you're killing it with will get the affinity in most cases unless it's through affinity link in which case it's 25 percent to the warframe 75 percent to everything else you're carrying 
I hope that made sense. Um, couple of other notes. Uh, so, like I said before, you can't earn mastery more than once per weapon or warframe. No matter what anyone tells you, you cannot. Affinity boosters will double the affinity gain. So that's why you can basically rank things up faster by having affinity boosters. And I just can't live without affinity boosters now. They're amazing. Uh, affinity cannot be gained in the simulacrum or in mastery rank tests. So if you thought you could just go do mastery rank tests and practice them over and over and over again, and you're getting affinity, well, you're wrong. You're not getting any affinity. Um, but of course, if you decide to hold off on doing a mastery rank test, even after you've qualified for it, you will still store the extra affinity that you're getting by killing enemies, uh, even though it doesn't show it uh, underneath your name in your profile, it will be stored. So when you do finally do that test, you'll suddenly be halfway through the next rank, or you'll, you might even qualify immediately for the next rank if you leave it long enough. Um, anything else you think is important to mention in regards to affinity, Lucas? Uh, no, no. No. Yeah, I tried to go as in-depth as I could there to cover everything about Affinity, so there yeah, you go. I mean, yeah, there's there's other things that have been covered in previous episodes, um, such as the stealth boosts and um, Affinity through focus. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think sort pretty of much, touched on that. Yeah, I think that pretty much like wraps all of Affinity up now. Yeah, it does. There's not much, nothing else that can really be said about Affinity. Yes! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> all right advanced topic over to lucas advanced topic all right well i'm, I'm gonna bring back a little bit of a fan favorite here so <clears throat> <laughs> kubros the canine companion to the tenno were once kept as pets by the oregon however since the downfall of the oregon empire only the strongest of the kubro remained alive to gradually return to a natural feral state in recent times, it has been found that using DNA-altering technologies, it is possible to breed loyal, domesticated doggos for the use of combat, protection, and retrieval. At the present time, we are aware of only six breeds, including the Helminth, that are available for the use by the Tenno. So yeah, I just thought I'd do the intro with the uh, good old David Attenborough voice. And... I speak for everyone when I say we appreciate it, Lucas. <laughs> Respect. All right. Well, I'm obviously doing Kubro Showcase tonight, so let's start off with the Hurus Kubro. The Hurus Kubro were originally used by the Oricon Elite as hunting companions uh, for their prized stealth skills. Nowadays, the Tenno have adapted this strand to be used for covert operations. The skills in question that are bred into the Hurus are Hunt and Stalk. Hunt is a lunging strike similar to that of a charge where the Kubro deals 160 damage to all in its path. While Stalk, on the other hand, will cause the Tenno and Kubro to go invisible whilst an enemy is within 24 meters. So both very useful abilities um, for, you know, a lot of stealth-based gameplay. It's great. Uh, the Hurus Kubro has unfortunately the lowest health value of all Kubro breeds at 225 upon reaching rank 30. However, it does boast the highest shield of 375. Next up is the Raxa. Now looking at the Raxa, these uh, were bred to be the perfect bodyguards. 
These hulking Kubros were never far from their master's side, with inbuilt shield generators and a growl that could quite literally paralyze a foe in place. This breed would make anyone feel safe walking down a dark alley. That words. The skills of the Raksa are Howl and Protect. Howl would see the Kubro release a blood-curdling howl to induce mass fear into surrounding enemies within 24 meters for a duration of 16 seconds. Now, I think the max uh, amount of enemies that could be affected by this were 14 enemies. So that's a pretty decent number. Um, and the second ability, Protect, would see the Kubro rush to its master's aid to restore 300 shield. It really is the perfect bodyguard. Raxacubros are well balanced uh, are a well balanced breed in terms of health and shield, with both sitting comfortably at 300 each at rank 30. Next up, we have the Sahasa Kubro. Uh, the Sahasa Kubro is a less combat oriented breed, uh, and was designed with the purpose of retrieving items buried or otherwise. Uh, Tenno often will use this breed for resupplying during a mission. Skills for the Sahasa are Dig and Ferocity. Um, dig is a simple skill that finds the Kubro digging for items to bring back to their master with a 270% success rate. Very nice success rate. And Ferocity grants the Kubro the distinct privilege of performing finisher attacks upon your foes. This is with a decent plus 120% finisher damage. So... Not many um, companions can actually do finishes, and this is one of the few that can. The Sahasa Strand uh, stands strong with the highest amount of health, tied only with the Chessa at a hefty 375, and Shield on the other hand at the lowest point of 225, also tied with the Chessa. Sunika. Sunika Kubro were the first strand to explore a more war-based um demeanor and with great success no longer a simple house pet but instead a ferocious beast of war savagery and unleashed were the skills that had been bred into these war machines and savagery um is actually another strand for the, uh, of kubro that was granted the ability to deal finishes uh, finisher attacks um, again with the plus 120 percent uh, finisher damage and Unleashed is a skill that enables the Kubro to grapple any VIP enemies within 60 meters, dragging them to the ground, possibly to set them up for a finisher. Uh, with 330 health and an equally impressive 270 shield, it's easy to see why this strand is a strong contender on any battlefield. And the final breed, the Chessa. Um, this is uh, the final breed that is without any influence of the infestation, just going to put that in there. Uh, the <laughs> Chessa Kubro is very little know, is known about this particular breed, other than the fact that they were bred to retrieve the spoils of war. Um, and I've actually got a Chessa, and honestly, it's one of my favorite Kubros. Um, the skills that the Chessa were given are Neutralize and Retrieve. Neutralize is a leaping attack where um, they will the, the Chessa will leap forth to bite the hand of an enemy within 20 meters, causing said enemy to drop their weapon. And retrieve, 
Well, this gives the Kubro the helpful ability to a 45% chance to retrieve additional loot from enemies or crates within 30 meters every 10 seconds. Um, both the health and shield for this uh, Chesser Strand are the exact same as the Sahasa Kubro at 375 health and 225 shield. So apart from the Helmuth Charger, it is impossible to use normal breeding in order to get a specific Kubro. Uh, the only way to get a specific is to have another player create a genetic code template of their Kubro and then trade it with you. Um, each Kubro, much like the Kavats, only have uh, may only have their genes copied to a template twice. Um, and I'm not going to go into too much detail into how to breed uh, Kubros otherwise because the game makes a good point to teach players exactly how to do that through the questline Howl of the Kubro. And just as a like, finishing up note, if you are wanting some information on the uh, Helminth Charger, then I've already covered that back in episode 17. So yeah, Indeed anything to add there, Greg? No. Kubros are pig dogs. They're weird. Pig dogs, yeah. <laughs> That's what very, they are. Very, very, very interesting creatures. I haven't played with them enough, really. I've got a few Kubros. But Kvats I just, are better. Yeah, Kvats <laughs> are better, and I am also very pro-Sentinel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for, um, I mean, for me, it's it's either Taxon or Cali. There's yeah. there's no in between. <laughs> We've got to branch out a bit and play around with the old Kubros because yeah. they get you six thousand affinity towards your they mastery. Do they do indeed? But they're random unless you've got um, genetic genetic um, codes. Yeah, yeah. So shit happens. Anyway, shit happens. Good yeah. work, Lucas. Thank Yay. you for the intro to Kubros. Now, community call-out. We are looking at the reviews update, of course, and um, I was saddened to notice that there were no new reviews this week. Oh, we hit 50 Aww. and everyone gave up. Don't give up. <laughs> if you still haven't given us a review, get out there and give it a good old try. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. I've got a cast box review from a gentleman named Guy Daly. So thank you, Guy, for leaving us a review on Castbox. Uh, and Guy's review says, Great podcast. I love the lore content. However, if you could balance the audio between the two of you, that would be great. Now, that's excellent feedback. However, I've got to say, um, I do my best to balance the audio. So if it's consistently one way or the other, please do let me know specifically. So feel free to reach out at greg at cephalonsquared.com or cephalonsquared at gmail.com or via the website or whatever you like. Um, and let me know what specifically might be a bit of a bugbear for you, Guy, or for anyone else that listens that has a bit of issue with the audio. It is me that does the editing. I'm not an audio editor by trade, but I do my very <laughs> best and I have learnt... Uh, as we've gone along. So I do I do want to make sure that it's right for everybody. And I notice sometimes, because I do listen to every single episode, I like to make sure that everything sounds right after it's all done. Um, and sometimes I notice that I might trail off or mumble a little bit here and there. It's it's one of my, my finest traits. Lucas doesn't do it so much. Lucas's voice is always fairly steady with the audio, but mine goes up and down. So <laughs> it's hard to balance that. 
unless I talk at the same level every time. So um, <laughs> understand and appreciate the feedback. But yeah, if you do have something that you think is a consistent issue, let me know and I'll do what I can to fix it. Thank you. Thanks, Guy. Indeed. Now, we did have a bunch of questions this week, but we also got our second Dr. Cephalon. Dr. Cephalon! Dr. Cephalon, yeah. (laughs) So, let me read it out, and we will comment as only Dr. Cephalon can. Dear Dr. Cephalon, Thank you for your time to read this, as I'm sure you're very busy pushing back wave after wave of enemy soldiers. And that is part of why I write to you today. How can a busy Tenno still do their part? After a busy day of mandacord lessons, polishing the lacette, and getting our Kubra's head unstuck from the cockpit ramp, again, there just doesn't seem to be any time to go infiltrate enemy strongholds. But for those times where we can just eat some leftovers rather than go out to catch some charcoal, where do you think we can go with that extra 10 to 15 minutes? Should we just speed run void captures? Crack open a couple of old vaults? Back up our aligned syndicates for extra standing? Mine for gems? It's a literal case of so much to do and so little time. Would appreciate to hear what you might do on a busy day so we can help do our part. May RNG be in your favour. Rathok. So, thank you, Rathok. Interesting question. So, it all boils down to, if we don't have a shitload of time, we've got nothing specific we want to do. What, mm. what are some quick things that we just like to knock out every once in a while to keep ourselves busy? Um, well, me, me personally, I have found that uh, recently uh, farming the Ophelia uh, survival for condition overload is, is one thing I... I doing a lot recently um and i'll, I'll sometimes yeah i mean condition overload it gets it gets it gets your platinum <laughs> people want it yes but you get it so rarely yeah <laughs> but hey you do vaults if, you can if, get the if, same if, amount of plat from uh... yeah but they bore me i yeah, i enjoy true. doing survivals affiliate is fun yeah. yeah um and you know if, if need be i may just take in a single weapon that uh that needs to be leveled up or formed or something like that uh and i'll just run that if if i've got nothing else really set to do then yeah i'll just run a couple survivals here or there maybe even drop in um at titan on saturn yeah i think it's i think it's really a personal choice when it comes down to what you enjoy doing really yeah because uh, you could, like you said, you could do absolutely anything. It is a, cha- a case of so much to do and so little time. So you either have to have a goal in mind. Okay, I want to um, increase my standing with uh, the Ostron or something. Or you just have some favorite things that you do. I'm split between two things. One, I just do a random survival somewhere and just spend time in there killing it, like uh, like Lucas was saying. Or I do void fishes. Yeah, and that's because that's another thing you, you get do. relic pieces, you get um, prime pieces that you can sell for either ducats or you can keep to sell for platinum. Yeah. So actually, that's a, that's a good point there. If you've got nothing specific planned, look at what is the easiest thing you could possibly do that could potentially earn some platinum, whether it be. Yeah. 
um, you know, some some void runs or you know getting some extra standing for your syndicates to sell out some of those mods or um, rare weapons that are only available in those syndicates. Um, you know, if you've got nothing specific, try and find a way to make things easier for yourself. Mm. Formering stuff. Yeah, formering stuff. Give yourself stuff to do. Former. Yeah, there's always heaps to do. So, um, you're right. It is lo- uh, too much to do. Yeah. And no time. So, you've either got to prioritize stuff or just try and make yourself some cash. Yeah. Cold, hard, plat. I mean, we, we, we did something a couple of weeks ago that, um, um, that you know we had been wanting to do for a long time and we'd planned it and it, I finally got around to doing it uh, and that was the mm. uh, the index John Prodman, John Prodman yeah. index yeah um, so if if you're you know one of the things you want to do is try and find some of those those hidden little um, you know ah t- oh, the fish on the plains yeah or the courier yeah oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's the problem with the courier, and now I'm going to go off on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with the courier is they only appear in specific tiles on specific tile sets, and tiles on tile sets are random. So you have to know exactly which tile you're looking for and hope that it just pops up while you're running around for it. That really frustrates the hell out of me. Because I only know off by heart one tile where there's a courier. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if if you you know if you've got nothing to do, then my advice is either look to see how you can make your life easier with by earning platinum, or you know try and find those little tiny um, secrets within the game that you know you'll learn things about uh, some of the law um, and whatnot. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff out there to do. Yeah. Too much, too much, like you said. Yeah, we didn't really help. No, we just gave you more things to do. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, but that was the nature of the question. <laughs> Personally, I like to do void fishes, if that's all you wanted to know. Yeah, Mister Rathok. All right, so that brings episode forty-three to a close. Um, we hope it was a good one. Uh, I think we covered off some good stuff with the Affinity and Kubro uh, tips. Um, and I do love a bit of Dr. Cephalon. So get out your, your writing pens, good people, and um, write us your best Dr. Cephalon, Cephalon question. Uh, yeah, the notes will be up. If you do have any queries about anything that was on the show, let us know. Reach out to us via the website, which is cephalonsquared.com. If you don't know by now... If you don't know me, sorry. Um, yeah, join our Discord. Join our Facebook page. We are wanting to create a um, a water cooler on the internet for fans of Warframe because we know that everyone who likes Warframe just loves to talk about Warframe with other people. So yeah, we want to make that place. Uh, in as many different places as we can. So when you see the name Cephalon Squared, you know that there are other people who want to talk about Warframe there. So I mean, we are pretty good examples. <laughs> we do freaking talk a lot about Warframe. So don't be afraid to join our Discord. The people there are lovely and nobody... If you don't know how to use Discord, uh, neither did we when we started the damn thing. But we're experts <laughs> now. 
um, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and the other thing is, if you think that maybe there's uh, our Discord's just full of Australians, it's not. It's full of Americans. <laughs> it's international. <laughs> so international. It's baby. completely international. <laughs> so if you're if you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm not going to be able to chat with anyone there because it's going to be full of Australian people and. They'll be talking while I'm sleeping. It's actually the other way around. I wake up to like 300 messages sometimes. And I'm like, what the hell have they talked about all night? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, don't be afraid to join. Please, please do. It's there for a reason and it's there. And everyone who is in there and actively using it, uh, I think is happy to be doing so. So I can't plug it enough. I'm very proud of, of the way our Discord's grown. Yeah. Great, great. Got a life of its own. (laughs) Definitely does. (laughs) So, yeah, give us a rating on your podcast platform, whatever it is. Uh, Just give us an honest rating. Um, Doesn't have to be five stars unless you think we deserve it. Spread the word. Help us grow. My name is Greg Newbegin. I'm Mad Capsules in as many places as I can be. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri, and I am Silverlight all over the place. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Um... As per normal, massive shout out to our community. Absolutely love you guys. You know, love the fact you guys are always wanting to contribute to um, to discussions about this this glorious game that we all play, uh, and even Aww. sometimes just go on other little tangents about random topics, um, like <laughs> do we like yes. Australian films? <laughs> Yes, that did happen. <laughs> um, but, you know, thank you so much to you guys. You know, we couldn't do this without your, your support. And we really do appreciate it. It means the absolute world to us. So thank you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it does. Lucas is on the money. On the money. With his heartfelt... Heartfelt love. Thoughts and feelings. <laughs> Lucas feels feelings. It's a weird... It hurts my my chest. Um, And thank you to Jan at Disco underscore box on Twitter for the brand new intro and outro that you have heard earlier and are about to hear. So he has finally gotten back to me and re-recorded them. Um, He's talked a little bit faster this time because I wanted to try and shorten them a little bit. So if... If you've got any advice for us for the new new ones, let us know. I think they sound great, um, but you know we tried to to get them a bit shorter because they were a little bit long in the past. Uh, so let me know your thoughts if you got any feedback on it. We are always trying to be a better podcast for you people, yeah. listening peoples. Doing anyway, things. we'll be back in a few days with I think it's Avara I think that we're I'm up pretty to certain it's Avara. I'm actually week. just trying to have a quick squizzy before we drop out. Squiz. No, actually, it's Inaros. Ooh. Of course it is. Oh, I'm excited about that, actually. Ooh. I do love a bit of an Aros. Bit of an Aros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although we haven't written the article for that, so... That will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right, so we'll see you in a few days for an Aros. Yeah, yeah. exciting times. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.